Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Today's episode is actually a audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just need to sit down and be able to process through the audio without the distraction of a video. So we decided to take this sweet little nugget and turn it into a podcast for you. I hope you find this helpful. Helpful, my friends. If you clicked on this video, my guess is you're feeling some things. You're like, yeah, that's relatable. How do I get my fiance to help? Or you're anticipating feeling that way. So we're entering into this moment with some feels and I just like, first of all, let's hold space for that. I'm so sorry. You might be a little ticked or anticipate being ticked, right? You're just like, I, why do I feel like I'm doing this alone? This is super frustrating. And the good news, but the bad news is you're not alone, alone. A bunch of people feel this way. And it can be really hard to figure out how to communicate this. And this might be the first instance of you guys really battling through something like this or having to communicate about something on this level. And you might feel like you're drowning a little bit. You might feel like you're alone. With the help of my good girlfriend, Kara, who is literally a life coach for brides, like this is what she does for a living, we put together a list of 10 ways to get your fiance to help, sort of. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. First and foremost, ask for their priorities and share what yours are. There's a reason in the master plan that the very first module we do is on priorities because no matter what you want your wedding to look like, no matter what you want your budget to be, your priorities are going to be unique to your event. Do you want a bomb dance floor? Do you want everyone to feel comfortable day of? Do you want everyone to be really full? Do you need great food? Do you want to spend time with people? Do you want to prioritize photography? You come into wedding planning thinking, oh, I need to do all the things. But if you really boil it down, you probably have some pretty specific priorities that you want to make sure that you pull off. Well, so does your fiance. So sitting down and having this conversation going, okay, what's the most important to you? Like throughout the planning and on our wedding day, do you want it to be as easy as possible? Do you want it to be as cheap as possible? Like, what is it that you want out of this? Because we don't want to be bombarding your fiance with a bunch of stuff if they're just really not interested or hyper-focusing on something that's important to you, but not to them and then feeling really angry about it. Talking about priorities gives you a level playing field, right? That you can all start from. It's like a foundation of like, here's what we're building our wedding upon. Cute analogy, right? But without that conversation, you are rudderless. You are going into this and just like hoping for the best, right? And that is not what I want for you. Start your conversation with your priorities. And there's two. And then if you could boil that down to your top three for each of you, you might see some overlap on that. And that would be fantastic, something that's important to both of you. Then those items are going to be where you want to focus your time, your energy, and your money towards, like your budget. What are your top priorities here? And, you know, maybe it requires some compromise. Maybe they have something that's going to be a little bit more expensive than you anticipated, but that's a compromise that you're going to make in your budget because it's a priority to them. Especially when for so many couples, it can feel like your fiance is just not interested. And maybe they are, but they're only interested in a handful of things. So figure out what those interests are. That's the level playing field. That's what we're starting with. Second of all, share the full scope. As you are getting into wedding planning, I'm sure you're like, oh my goodness. The amount of stuff that I have to do or that I feel like I need to accomplish The list is a million miles long. I had no idea wedding planning was this complicated. Maybe that's even why you found me here on this channel is because you were Googling something and Google chucked you in my direction. But you've realized that planning a wedding is like, it feels really overwhelming. But if your partner doesn't know the full scope of what you're looking at, they don't know how to help you. 
So I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of insight into my marriage. My husband and I had this argument years ago, years ago, where I had compromised to something that he had wanted, but it was so far off base from what I wanted, but I didn't clarify that, right? I didn't say what my full hope or my full expectation was. I started here, he thought I started here, so I compromised for here. So in my mind, I've bridged this giant gap for him. How dare he not respect the fact that I compromised majorly? And he's like, wait, I thought you were here. You were there? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, why didn't you tell me that? If your fiance doesn't know the full scope of what you're looking at in planning a wedding, they may not be able to help you. If your fiance doesn't know the full scope of what you're looking at for wedding planning, then how do they know that they're not compromising from here to here? How do they know that, you know, they feel like they're leaping and they're making this really big effort, but in reality, you've started way back here. So helping them to understand the full scope will again create a more level playing field for them to understand how much is on your plate with all of this. As a caveat though, this is not something to bludgeon them with. You're both going through this most likely for the very first time, this is overwhelming for both of you, and one of you has adopted the Patronus of an ostrich and sticking their head in the sand, the other one has to pick up the slack. We're not attempting to bludgeon our fiance with this, right? But it feels a little bit unfair to have this really big expectation if they don't know the full scope of work. If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. <laughs> Number three, with five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I have not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't I don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. Generation Tux cannot be stopped, y'all. Yet again, they are offering you $20 off of your suit rental using code WOLFERFALL. Now, the offer is good only for the groom or the wedding couple only and cannot be combined with any other offers. But from September 23rd through December 23rd of 2023, use code WOLFERFALL to get $20 off your suit rental. Number three, play to their strengths. In the same exact way that wedding planning doesn't make you Martha Stewart, it doesn't make your fiance Tim the Tool Man Taylor, all right? They're not automatically going to be good with a skill saw. They're not automatically going to have a garage full of tools to help you with all of the DIYs that you've dreamt of. Now, my my husband and I, you know, he, he had a bajillion tools, but... He also didn't all of a sudden become good with time management. And that was that was an expectation that I had where I was like, you, you'll be good at getting this done in a timely manner, right? No, why would he? This has never been a gift of his to do side projects very quickly. <laughs> in the same way that you don't automatically just become the craftiest person on the planet. I could chuck as many DIYs at you as I want that doesn't automatically make you really, really good at them, right? We have to maintain some perspective here. Kara puts this wonderfully. She said, divide tasks based on interest and ability. Music lover is on DJ duty, food snob is on menu, and spreadsheet savant is on budget. Everything is better when you are in your zone of genius, doing things you like and that you are good at. So be mindful and strategic before you divide and conquer. And when you're presenting them with a full scope of work, try to work off of a singular document. We want something that's full, but not too overwhelming, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> just not too hot, not too cold, but just right on the porridge, which happens to be exactly what we've put together with this wedding planning checklist. Go ahead and check it out right here. It is a 12 month planning checklist that walks you through all of the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them in a really concise manner. So ideally it's not gonna feel too overwhelming, but we're also not skipping any of the big details here. I probably already missed the box at this point. It'll be down below if you missed it as well. Download this, use this as your tool when you're having these conversations of everything that needs to be covered in planning a wedding. One, it makes like a good central document to cling on to and point at, so it feels less like an aggressive attack when you're having this conversation. And two, it provides a centralized document to keep referring back to. You can print up multiple copies, one for your fiance, one for yourself, or maybe you just all like go off of the same document. So you're working towards a collective goal that is physically printed up in front of you that you can see instead of these ambiguous things that are spinning around your head that you hope they can help out with. Item number four, have meetings. I know it feels like it's on your brain 24 seven. Some of you can compartmentalize. Others of you are just like constantly word vomiting in your own brain and to anyone who will stop to listen about all of your wedding planning ideas and all of your wedding planning plans because you gotta get it out of here. You gotta get it out of the noggin for it to make sense. Maybe you're a verbal processor. But if you're seeing your fiance after work and you just unload everything you're thinking and everything you're feeling, again, there's nothing wrong with verbal processing, right? Sometimes I need to do that myself. But your fiance may not be in the mindset to hear are all of the things that you have to word vomit if it's something they're already not very interested in. You're watching this video for a reason. They're not super stoked on wedding planning or it's really hard to get them involved. And then you just pounce on them? That can feel a little bit like they're being bombarded. That can feel a little bit like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I just, why don't we just elope? Like I don't care, this is an important, I just wanna make this feeling stop. So if you can schedule meetings, ideally with snacks and beverages or going out to dinner and talking about it, make it so it's a dedicated time for the two of you to discuss these items instead of filling every conversational nook and cranny with little itty bitty topics about wedding planning. That's not to say you can't talk about the wedding outside of those, but having that structure helps both you and your fiance mentally prepare for having these discussions instead of constantly talking about it it gives everyone some reprieve. Kara's advice is this, a lot goes on in wedding planning and it's easy for things to get missed and for communication to break down. So schedule meetings and check-ins, add beverages and snacks, of course, to talk exclusively about planning updates to get on the same page. This will also prevent wedding talk from taking over your whole lives. In these meetings, bring back that checklist. Bring it back, pull it back out and be like, okay, Here's where we're at, we're at this time frame. here's what we should be focusing on, can you handle X, Y, and Z here? Pass them off their assignments, it's a lot more structured and things are a lot less likely to be missed. Item number five, I love that Kara included this. In fact, I, this, is, this is why she is so good at what she does. And like, I just, we, we bow before the queen of emotionally healthy processing, right? Complain. When I first read this, I was like, what does that mean? Wait for it. When things get tricky, and they will, remember to complain with I statements instead of criticizing with you statements. I am feeling overwhelmed by the guest list issues, not you have done nothing to help me. <laughs> remember, this is training camp for doing big things together in the future. This approach also works well with vendors, just as a side note. This is the training grounds. Like this is the first time you may be having really big financial conversations or having to weigh in family emotions or there's a lot emotionally to wedding planning that you probably haven't crossed over before. Like you may not have even come across issues like this. So learning how to communicate what you're feeling, this is just the beginning. Like we're talking like the rest of your lives together, which is gonna be awesome and dreamy, but you're gonna run into other situations like this. So if you can adopt this attitude of like complaining with these I statements, which is something I'm still working on myself. We've been married for quite a while. Like, 
<laughs> I can accuse very effectively, let me tell you. But it doesn't really lead to resolution or to coming to a common ground when it's about the attack. So find a way to vent nicely. Complain with grace. Number six, rethink fair. And I'm using, I'm using finger quotes for this. I'm going to read Kara's notes on this first and then get to my part. Rethink fair. It can be so easy to feel like you are doing it all when it comes to wedding planning. And maybe you are. But is your partner handling all the meal prep or dog walking or laundry? There are lots of ways couples divide labor, so make sure you consider the whole picture and make adjustments as needed to keep the overall balance in the relationship. Maybe you want to keep the planning but lose the dishwashing. Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed with wedding planning? Why does this also sound like an infomercial? <laughs> Take a deep breath. You are in the right place. I've put together this amazing, if I do say so myself, wedding planning checklist that tells you all the things that you need to be doing and when you need to be doing them. A step-by-step -step path just for you. You can grab your step-by-step -step wedding planning checklist now at weddingchecklist.co. That's weddingchecklist.co. Number seven, and this one is like, painfully obvious, but so many of us skip this. Just ask. Kara writes, seems obvious, but let me tell you, so many of us skip this simple step. We don't ask for what we want. We don't explain what we need until we are overflowing with resentment. Or we don't ask because we want our partner to just know. I know it sounds romantic, but it's not a great habit to create in your marriage. Practice asking with specifics for what you want, even if it seems easier to just do it yourself. I'm going to read that part one more time because I need to hear it again. Practice asking with specifics for what you want, even when it seems easier to do it yourself. I didn't think I'd be personally attacked by this video. Here we are. Asking is a very beautiful and solid way to build a partnership. Mind reading is really stressful and really just low-key emotional sabotage. Oh, I did not read this paragraph all the way through before starting this video. Ah. <laughs> Ask early and often for your wedding and beyond. Okay, so we all have something to work on. Um, Number eight, check the energy. Sometimes it's your energy around wedding planning that has your partner avoiding the topic at all costs. What? I would never do anything like that. Wow, why is this like marital help and not just wedding planning help? Huh. If you are always stressed and in a bad mood, you can understand the avoidance. So do your best to take responsibility for the energy you bring to wedding planning tasks and conversations. This can be stressful, but you have the power to mitigate your response. Kara! <laughs> At the very least, acknowledge that you have trouble keeping it together in terms of the wedding. Calling yourself out is often the vulnerability needed to invite your partner in. I mean, she's not wrong. Like if you're constantly stressed about something, if I'm constantly stressed about something and I can't figure out why my husband isn't helping, I mean like if I were him, I'd wanna avoid the subject at all costs. So being vulnerable and sharing that like, hey, I'm not handling this well. <laughs> I am not doing this effectively. And I feel like there's a couple other ways, a couple other routes we could take to make this a little bit more smooth sailing, but I'm not taking any of them. Check your energy into these conversations. And I'm saying this with full vulnerability in front of you guys to say this is not something I'm effective at. So I feel personally like I've got, I've got stuff to work on after this too. <laughs> We're in this together, right? Number nine is going to be a little bit difficult, all right? And that is go deeper. Kara puts it perfectly. 
If your partner isn't showing up and helping out, assume there might be deeper feelings and fears going on. Weddings symbolize huge change and carry lots of unexpected emotions, so take some time to explore what's really under the procrastination or apathy. A gentle conversation to figure out how your partner is really feeling will help you understand their actions or lack thereof and how to move forward. Now, I will say almost with full confidence if I went to my husband and was like, why are you not interested? Like, let's have a deeper conversation about this. I don't know how it would have gone. <laughs> I think he might just be like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal, right? Like, I just don't understand the focus of that. In fact, we probably had conversations like that. It's just been a super long time since we got married, so I can't exactly recall them. But there might be deeper stuff going on. There might be this, like, feeling of inadequacy because your partner can't provide enough money to have a more lavish event or you're working on a budget and it's really stressing you out and maybe they feel like, partially responsible for that. There could be some other things that are deeper that are happening here. And in your marriage moving forward, you're probably gonna have some deep conversations like this. Might as well start practicing now. <laughs> no, just kidding. But this is a great opportunity to have these emotional conversations. Again, I can't say it would have been like the smoothest sailing or made the most sense to do that with my husband when he was my fiance. In fact, he just doesn't enjoy deep conversations in general, but that doesn't mean that it's not an effective tool to attempt or add into your arsenal. And last but not least, Stay grounded. When things get crazy, return to point number one. What are your priorities? What are their priorities? Come back to those. Come back to that list. Come back to those things that you feel like are the most important to you, right? And and make sure you stay grounded in those. Because once you get into the weeds of wedding planning, all of a sudden you could be like, I have to make all of our invitations from scratch, otherwise no one's gonna arrive. Because you've spent far too much time in the black hole that is Pinterest and you've convinced yourself that if you don't do it a certain way, it's not gonna be a worthwhile wedding to attend. But if you can stay grounded, if you can bring yourself back to those priorities, bring yourself back to your partner's priorities and stay realistic, about your expectations. Because again, planning a wedding is not gonna change who you are. It's not gonna change who your fiance is. It's not gonna change your character. It's not gonna change your skill set. It's not going to change a lot of things. Now, you might find as you're planning a wedding, your priorities shift, and maybe that will involve a new sit-down conversation, an additional meeting with your fiance to be like, hi, I thought this wasn't important, but I found it's wildly important, and now I'm kind of obsessed with it. So I just figured I'd let you know, I feel like I'm switching gears on this. <laughs> now, how do you stay grounded? This could be definitely different for a lot of different people, a lot of different couples, but my recommendation would be cling on to that singular document. And when you have these meetings, return back to reminding yourselves what your priorities are, and then looking at the checklist and filtering them through your priorities list. If it feels like it's low, skip it or pawn it off to someone else, or maybe go a cheaper route or a DIY route. It can be really difficult and you might need to go over it again and again and again, maybe in your own mind, maybe venting to somebody else, maybe your fiance is the person that's gonna wanna hear all this. I don't know, you know your relationship way better than I do, but I know wedding planning can make people feel all over the place, which is literally why I created the master plan. That's exactly why I put together this course to walk you through everything. It's why I have live calls to answer all of your questions in real time. It's why we've created this community that you can lean on and other couples that you can talk to and vent to when you're going through these situations because this is a lot, especially if you don't know what you're doing. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanweb.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. <laughs> and until next time, bye guys. <laughs>